<clears throat> Hello, everyone. This is Snowball's Castle. For those of you who have been tuning in, thank you very much. I always wonder if people are interested in what I have to say. And then I just think to myself, I have a lot to say to people who are listening, who want to hear. My whole life is recorded in the span of many journals. I love writing stories, short and long, some that never end. Sometimes the ones that never end seem to torture me. I remember taking a film class and my professor said, when the characters no longer work for the script, the writer finds a way to get rid of them, whether that's through a tragic death, you know, a divorce, like someone's leaving someone or they're just not needed anymore. And it's crazy because as a communications major, I realized how much I've learned about humans and our connection to technology and how certain things we can relate to our physical selves. And I feel like technology is an extension of who we are, what we need, not only the convenience, but being able to capture a need and a device outside of ourselves, I think has been the most revolutionary thing ever. Each culture has done it differently and I think it's amazing. Speaking of technology, I love Facebook. I'm on Facebook every day. Sometimes I'm on more than others. Like right now, I barely checked my Facebook today. One, mainly because I couldn't have my phone on me at work anymore. And two, I just wasn't that interested. Because to me, there's a lot of vultures on social media. And I just wanted it to be a space where I could be myself. And I'm grateful that Mark Zuckerberg created something like this. But let me tell you, I started off on MySpace. And I'm pretty sure I can still find my page. <laughs> um, and I love Facebook, like I said. And I'm learning to use Instagram. But I'm just not as interested in Instagram as I am in Facebook. And I get a lot more follows on Facebook anyways. When I say vultures, I mean, there's always someone out there lurking to see what you're doing to have you join their team, have you invest in a product, spend some money, and they get a portion of that while you're on the bottom trying to work your way up. And the market is saturated. For example, I started selling shampoo and skincare which I really love the products, but it's really hard to market because it's a lot of cold messaging and I don't 
think that's my form of, I know that's not my form of communication. And then there's the guys. And there's been some women who have told me they loved me. I've gone out on a couple Facebook dates just to see, just to explore. And I'm just not sure. I just think that meeting someone organically is better for me. Social media is my virtual diary. And I use it as such. When it asks what's on your mind, I say it. Without any fear. And it's fine with me. (sighs) I just wanted to say I've had an amazing quarantine. Did I practice social distancing? Who really did? Because I feel like I was so horny. (laughs) I'm saying I was on furlough from March to the end of August. And sometimes when I get bored, I like to dibble and dabble into things, into bodies, and work on my spiritual connection. So I've had a few lovers from then to now, all of them different. But they've been mostly Guyanese and Haitian men. I have not slept with one American. (laughs) And the first one, Guyanese, and both the Guyanese her brothers. And it's interesting because they are like night and day. But they have a sweet bond. One's more thuggish. The other one is a church man. But they still love pussy. So I met the thuggish Thuggish one first online. He was just messaging me, calling me, talking to me like he knew me. And I liked the conversation. And, you know, it filled uh, it filled time. And we would talk on and off. And I finally got to meet him after talking to him since last November. I finally got to meet him in person um, recently. But I had his brother first, the church going one, because we went to church together and we were the only ones around the same age. Now, he's about four years younger than me, but he is a lovely pianist, a lovely musician overall. He can play the piano, the drums. I believe he can play the guitar. He can sing. Both the brothers are musically talented. Um, But I kind of just let the energy grow over time because... 
I was living with my pastors as well, and I just didn't feel like the environment was right for us to join our bodies. We flirted so much. It was just irresistible. And he just kept getting worried about what people would think. Uh, That's what really bothered me about him. And... I just didn't like the ups and downs of our friendship because one minute we would talk and then he would tell me we can't talk anymore and it would break my heart and then he'd be all in my face again and then do the same thing over and I just couldn't take the manipulation. Now his birthday is March 29th. He is a fire sign in Aries. So our fire went together perfectly. When I say perfectly, I mean I gave him my all. I gave him what I didn't give my boyfriend of two years. That's how much we went together. But I had to put an end to it. Sex is not enough to maintain manipulation. And I've learned that over time. That when you extend something beyond its expiration date, it's grounds for abuse. (sighs) And his dick was the perfect size. Now, I'm comparing the two brothers' dicks because the more thuggish one, he had, I don't know, it was probably like a foot long. And then he had the nerve, and it was really thick. And then he had the nerve to tie a scrunchie around the base of his dick and around his balls to help the blood engorge his penis and make it even bigger. It hurt. It seriously hurt. But the second time we did it, my body finally had let loose and I felt like I was dying. Like I had no mobility at all. He just kept asking, are you good? Are you good? And he was always talking about the future with me, but he has no money. I mean, now he has a job. When I met him he in person, he didn't have a job. And I didn't appreciate that because he told me he had a ring for me, which I ended up getting his chain anyways. Still got it. And he said that he wanted to move in together, but I couldn't see that happening. And I just felt like he was controlling because he kept saying, don't ha- make me have to come over here and take anybody out. And I'm just like, in my head, this is my place. You don't pay my bills. And I cut him off. So the two Guyanese men that I was with during my quarantine, very different, but it was nice to have two brothers. (laughs) Not going to lie. And then my Haitian men. My first Haitian man, man, he was trying to talk to me online for a long time and I just kept ignoring him and didn't really respond to his messages until, you know, this year. He's like, you know, you owe me a drink, right? I was like, I didn't know that. So he took me out. 
we had a good time. I had lashes on and I had just started learning to put them on. And <laughs> I got into this car and my lashes started falling off. And I was just like, hey, I've got lashes on. I'm going to take them off. And he's like, I'm not watching. And he was just so sweet. Like his demeanor and his, the way he carries himself is just very elegant. And I love it. And he's part of the National Guard. So he has some type of discipline to him. And man, he knew how to make love. He really did. He didn't eat pussy, but he was good with his hands. And he was amazing with his dick. Loved it. But then eventually he stopped calling. So I took that as a sign that he didn't want any more. And <laughs> we work at the same place. So now I see him sometimes. And it hurts me to see him because, like, my feelings were hurt. I was left in a daze. And I had to quickly come out of it with no explanation as to where he went. And when he resurfaced, when I saw him walk into the cafeteria, he didn't notice me. I just couldn't tell if he was real or not. I was in a state of daze. During that day when I saw him anyway, so my mind was everywhere. Then, who did I go to after that? <laughs> I have to remember. Oh. I met a man. An Uber driver. Who I knew I rode in his car before. And this time was different. He came to pick me up. I was at Burlington Coat Factory. He came to pick me up and then he was across the way and he whispered some, like he was talking to himself, like looking at me and talking to himself. And I made the finger movement, like turn it all around and come in front of me. Like I'm not crossing the street. It wasn't a street. It was just, I'm not walking over there to get into your car. So <clears throat> it was cold in his car. So I said, it's cold. And he turned off the AC and he asked me if the music was okay. And I said, sure. Um, he had helped me, you know, put my groceries in the car. And then he dropped me off at the mall um, before he did. He was, he wanted to exchange numbers. And I said, why? And he said he wanted to pick me up afterwards. And I was like, okay. Like something told my heart to be open that day to receive something. And just, I was told to be patient. So I'm shopping. He calls me and I tell him, I said, people don't want things for free. So what do you want? So he picked me up, brought me home, helped me take my groceries upstairs, and he would not go. He didn't leave. <laughs> On our way home, he told me to sit in the front seat, and he said, you don't want to feed me? Because I said, I'm hungry. He said, I'm hungry too. I said, feed you? What? So after he helped me bring my groceries upstairs, 
And I said to him, I said, you're a 40 year old man and you want me to feed you? He said, no. I said, because you should be taking me out to eat. He said, come on, let's go. I said, okay, let me put my groceries inside and I'll be right back. So we went to my favorite restaurant, the recovery room, and we ordered salads. We conversated, told me he had a girlfriend and kids, probably a wife. But I was so intrigued by the way that he was treating me. He was so sweet. And he dropped me off and he was just like, you know, I don't want to ask for sex on the first night. I was like, me neither. So he took me out the next day, took me to his friend's cookout. And we decided that we wanted each other and we got a hotel room and we spent the night together. And it was beautiful. And then we went to the strip club. It was nice. I ate some tacos after eating some Haitian food. And we dated for a while. And then I met someone at work who was trying to get with me for the longest time. And I just denied him because he said he wanted to be my slave. That he loved me. And so I took him off my Facebook page. So months later, now that I'm back at work, now I'm back at work. And he notices me, comes and sits at my table. He asked if he could sit while he was pulling out the chair. And he said, I know you. I watch your videos. I said, what? Who are you? Then he pulled on his mask and like his lips were really big. So it was overwhelming. I had to get used to it all. I was like, I wonder if I can do this. I like, I've been on a Haitian wave. And so... I thought he was a better option. And because I found that I shouldn't put myself second, I did break up with my Uber man. And he gave me money, which I loved, which was very nice of him. He didn't have to, but it was sweet. So anyways, Uberman's done. On to the new guy. So he came and picked me up. Because he showed me the messages and I started laughing at him because I totally turned him down during when I was messaging him back. And... He walked me to my office, you know, we exchanged numbers. His phone wasn't on, so he was using Messenger. I thought that was kind of odd. I don't know what people's bills are like, but I need my phone on. 
So that was kind of suspicious to me. So. Mind you, out of all the people that I've dated over this quarantine, or maybe not really dated, you know, had sexual encounters with, no one's taken me to their place. They've all wanted to come to my place. So this man took me to his place. He came and picked me up. And... For some reason, I was just prepared to give my body to him. Like, I knew that's what I had to do. I knew that's what he was expecting. And he didn't think I knew. I'm not stupid. Lately, men have been telling me they love me, that they want children, that they want a family, that they want to move in together. And it's just like all this bullshit to get some pussy. That's how I know pussy is bomb. Because people come up with so much, so much. Oh, I forgot to tell you about my African man. I'll get there soon. So come to find out we've been talking since last week and it's day six, seven, day seven. I'm totally disgusted. He cooked for me twice. First night was pasta. It was really nice. Then the second day he cooked some rice and beans with okra and some chicken. Absolutely no flavor. And I try to be nice and I try to eat as much as I could, but I was really full. Like I ate the food and I just didn't like it. And it was nice that he let me see where he lived, but it wasn't really up to my standards. But I went with it to see if it was okay. And day seven, he comes over, which is today. Now my place is a mess. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. But it's my mess. I really haven't been feeling well since I've been taking a new medication from sleep. That's making me nauseous, making me throw up. It's making me dizzy. It's making me feel short of breath. It's making me have headaches. Headaches have subsided a little bit, but now I'm getting off track. And so we have been sex doggy style I come immediately I've been on my period for the last five days six days so I was really excited he's like don't come but it's just like I was getting aggravated because like I need to come and if he comes before me I'm not gonna come Because he comes quick. He can go a few rounds, but that was the first time. But tonight he was being stingy. He told me he wasn't going to give me any until Friday. I don't like that shit. And he had no explanation for it. 
Now, if he said, I don't feel comfortable tonight, I'm tired. That's different. But whatever. So then he picks up a shirt of mine and wipes his dick off with it. And that was a deal breaker. And he said, because I'm in my house. Oh, he broke the deal even more. He dug it into the ground. I let him know this is not your house. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll take your shit home and wash it. <laughs> it's a horrible, <laughs> a horrible um, <laughs> impersonation. <laughs> but that's what he said. And I was not impressed. And a lot of the time he, over the course of our conversation, he kept asking me if anybody was over my house or if I was talking to anybody else or was I talking to him. And I'm tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over. And it's only been a week. So in a week, I realized I don't want him. After he left, I felt so nauseous. I felt so nauseous. And I said, I cannot do this anymore. He kind of felt like I was using him for sex anyways. I mean... It became that. I miss my Uber man. I do. But do I like being second? Hell no. So. But my African guy. He had the same last name as me. And I thought that was kind of suspicious. But I kind of like still went with it. So I started talking to him, but he was calling way too much. I got overwhelmed with him, blocked him, cut him off. He called me through an American number. He's from Ghana. And I could feel the control through the phone. And I just wasn't impressed. And the thing about these men... Is that they say, I love you, love you, love you, and they want you to say it back. And it's just like, you can't force me to love you. It doesn't work like that anymore. There's options for women. I always let in a little bit about the strict rules of the ways of the African society, they're very controlling men. You know, women are still being mutilated and getting their vaginas cut up. And I just decided I didn't want to live that life. And he wanted me to go to Africa. And part of me was just like, yes, I want to come. But I, my family just said he should come over here. He said, what, you're not coming? I said, no, my family won't let me. I don't want to go to another country and be taken care of by another person because I would have to be, I would have to follow their customs 
And I'd have to be afraid of not following the rules and then getting kicked out in a country where I don't know. And why is that my fear? Well, because crazy things happen and I've been kicked out before for not following rules. (laughs) So that's why I live on my own. And I haven't really had a break from anything. When I say anything, I mean like a physical, spiritual break that only requires me and God. I haven't had that time. And God's telling me it's time. See, I listen to my instincts and to my intuition and I can see into the future just by someone's vibrations. I could tell if a man is controlling, if they're erratic, if they're unstable. All of these men have proven to have some issues. For example, my church guy kept wanting me to feel convicted for us having sex. He started getting all preachy on me. I didn't like that. You're not going to talk down to me. You're not going to make me feel ashamed for loving my body and expressing it with someone who turned me on. He wanted me to feel what he felt. And I just didn't like it. I feel like when it came to the Haitian man that made good love to me, I felt like him not texting me anymore meant that I was not important to him. I was not a priority. My Uber guy, he felt like You know, I felt like I was a priority with him. He called me twice a day and was, you know, adamant about it and consistent. You know, the money that he was giving me, it was nice. But it only goes so far. Especially when he stopped going on dates and all he he wants to do is lay in bed for an hour or two and then has to go home. So my soul needs to be replenished right now. The comings and goings of love. I've got very much content, um, many stories whose endings are being written in progress. So I pray as I'm determined to move on to not get involved in any more relationships that resolve any physical intimacy. I shouldn't even say intimacy because I'm not really emotionally attracted to anyone right now. I'm actually becoming stone cold. And it's a good feeling 
Because it means I'm not taking any more bullshit. I've spent my life being walked over, pushed around, picked on, made to feel that life was not worth living. So do you really think I want that in my life? Hell no. My Uber man gave me the most space. Treated me with the most respect. The little bit of respect that I could get from him. And I miss that. But again, I don't miss being second. So, I just had to take a deep breath. I felt like I was carrying too many bodies. I'm done. You know, when someone doesn't even ask you what you want to eat and they just automatically assume you want something like I just feel like they should get to know what you like to eat instead of buying something expecting you to eat it I just I have a voice and it's coming out stronger and stronger and more proud. Another deep inhale and another long exhale. Just keep breathing, as Ariana Grande says. And it's the truth. You have to keep breathing. And I've come to the conclusion that if you don't pay my bills, don't tell me what I should have. If you don't pay my bills, don't call this your place. And even if you did pay my bills, this is not your place. Um, I'm just not taking the bullshit. <laughs> I wasn't really sure if this was going to be a happy podcast because I'm just freestyling right now or what it was going to turn into, but I didn't record for August. I just didn't feel inspired. I felt inspired to talk tonight because I needed to purge. I needed to cleanse myself by letting it out into the universe, into this microphone, into a podcast. Well, it's time for me to eat and it's time for me to go to bed soon. I do need my beauty rest. I get about nine and a half hours of sleep on my work days and I'm fine with that. I'm all about relaxation and staying beautiful. So thank you. Have a wonderful night. <laughs>